This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday, 7th of September. In your Squiz today, disruptions for travellers and parents, debate over an election date, a valuable goal for the AFL, and the health impacts of doom scrolling. This is your Squiz today. Claire, anyone who's flown either domestically or overseas in the past few months has probably encountered or at least been warned about disruptions. Now Jetstar has apologised as customers have been stranded in Bali, Thailand and Japan. So what has happened for Jetstar is that several of its long-haul fleet have been cut out because of maintenance and engineering problems. They say that of their 11 aircraft, six have been taken out due to things like a lightning strike, a bird strike, uh, damage from an item on a runway, uh, also having problems sourcing spare parts. And that has left more than 4,000 people uh, in the lurch in those countries. Uh, Jetstar has been unable to offer many very unhappy customers new flights home for more than a week after their original travel dates. So they're really fielding some calls there. Uh, Jetstar, though, of course, isn't the only airline that's having troubles. Qantas and Virgin are also having issues when it comes to late arrivals and flight cancellations. Uh, What they say is that they're hoping that things will get better as people really lock back into normal work and stop being sick, whether it's COVID or some of the really nasty lurgies that have been going around. But it doesn't look like the airport delays are going away anytime soon, though, with 350 ground handlers set to go on strike on Monday for 24 hours at Sydney, Brisbane and Adelaide airports. And it's not just the airports that are having issues with strikes. There are plenty of strikes around at the moment. One to keep an eye out for today is in the childcare sector. The United Workers Union uh, is on a nationwide, what they're calling a shutdown, and they're focused on three things, better pay, better recognition for workers, and also they're taking a stand against the for-profit childcare providers. Uh, What the Albanese government says is that it's addressing better pay for childcare workers with a $5 billion election promise. Uh, They're doing it today because it's Early Childhood Educators Day. Industrial relations is such a complicated issue and we'll be certainly hearing a lot more about it in the coming weeks as the government continues to negotiate reforms following last week's Jobs and Skills Summit. We talked about it yesterday, Claire, and the Reserve Bank did what was expected. It raised interest rates by half a percentage point, bringing the official cash rate to 2.35%. And now there are concerns that have been raised about a delayed impact on borrowers. Yeah, and that's because Governor Philip Lowe from the Reserve Bank says that what we did during COVID was put quite a bit of money away. Uh, That means that with these interest rate increases, many borrowers have just been able to facilitate that. But economists from the Commonwealth Bank are actually urging the Reserve Bank to back off the interest rates a little bit. Uh, They say that the impact of increases will take about three months to really be felt by borrowers. And of course, that 
that can have some really lagging kind of effects on the economy down the track. Yes, they're talking about that impact landing at Christmas. So if you're trying to juggle gifts, travel, holidays in December, you'll already know it's the most expensive time of year. Sticking with the finance theme, Claire, yesterday Foreign Minister Penny Wong confirmed Australia has offered to help the Solomon Islands to pay for their election next year after their Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavare started making plans to delay it until 2024, but the offer hasn't gone down well. This is something that was flagged a little while ago. What Sogavare has said is that his country doesn't have the cash to do an election and also host the Pacific Games, which are due to be held uh, in the Solomon Islands next year. Uh, The Chinese government has already funded quite a bit of the Pacific Games. They're building all sorts of stadiums and venues. That's already underway. But still Sogavare has put legislation into their parliament uh, to delay that election As you can imagine, opposition members are accusing the government of being anti-democratic. So this offer from Australia to fund their election is something uh, that they're really welcoming. And of course, as you can imagine, it's a very delicate thing for our diplomats to try and execute to offer money for an election. Yes, and late yesterday, the Solomon Islands government issued an angry statement calling Australia's offer inappropriate and an assault on their parliamentary democracy. They say the timing of Penny Wong's public statement on the matter was a strategy to influence how members of parliament will vote on the bill. Now, Claire, there are some big bucks in sport too today. When it comes to sports broadcasting deals in Australia, it doesn't get any bigger than what the AFL announced yesterday. It's a $4.5 billion seven-year deal. That is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It's going to be paid by Network 7 and Foxtel. They're going to show the AFL and AFLW matches. It's a deal from 2025 to 2031. Seven and Foxtel have the current deal. They're paying about $473 million a year. What this new deal does, though, is value a year of AFL at $642 million. So it's quite a significant lift. And what fans want want to know is whether they're going to still get a lot of games for free uh, and that has been guaranteed as well. It's the biggest sports broadcasting deal done in Australia and just for comparison at the end of last year the NRL signed a five-year two billion dollar broadcast deal with nine Fox Sports and Sky New Zealand. Claire, it can feel like there's not a lot of good news around at the moment. Here at The Squiz, we try to balance that out for you with a few laughs as well as the serious stuff. But for many, it's easy to get caught in a spiral of doom scrolling. And what that is, is basically you're on your phone, you're zonked out. You've just fixated and scrolling, 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 whether it's through the news sites, whether it's through Twitter or other social media, and basically just latching on to terrible story after terrible story. Uh, This is quite groundbreaking research. They looked at 1,100 people, uh, and what they found is that 16.5% of them had very severe problems when it came to their news consumption, that they were quite addicted to this doom scrolling behaviour. For those who were worst affected, uh, they experienced really bad mental health problems and physical problems as a result of that kind of behaviour. 
If you'll excuse the shameless self-promotion for a moment, that is exactly why we're here, to keep you informed without the cynical or frankly terrifying narrative that accompanies so much news. So tell all your friends about us. Every single one of them, please. That'd be great. Claire, we've talked a lot about jobs recently, but one man in Tokyo claims to have the best job in the world by getting paid to do nothing. Well, almost nothing, as he sells his company. But he's still not that keen on doing a whole lot. He's talking about favourite kind of things like uh, playing on a seesaw or waving someone off at a train station. It's that kind of companionship that he says for a hundred bucks a session he's able to provide. Yes, and apparently he's not even a particularly interesting man or a particularly attractive man. It's just <laughs> it's just an idea he came up with and it's working. He sold 4,000 sessions in four years. It's quite incredible. But doing nothing doesn't mean he's willing to do anything. He says he's turned down offers to move a fridge and to travel to Cambodia. And he says he definitely won't engage in any funny business. Squeeze the day, Claire. It's that time of year when Apple launch its latest products, which this year they promise will be far out. I'm not sure if that's a special nod to us Aussies or a sign of intergalactic things to come, but... Will you be staying up until 3am in your best black skivvy? (laughs) Look, probably not. Um, What we're expecting to see, though, is a new iPhone, uh, about four phones this time around, uh, and also speculation about a new Apple Watch, uh, maybe two or three versions of that as well. So for real Apple fans, it's certainly one to watch. Yes, and if you are a tech head and want to see the big reveals in real time, you can watch the live stream on the Apple website, on your Apple TV, or via the YouTube channel. That's it from us. Have a very happy hump day, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.